It's a trying time that challenges all of our basic assumptions. However, one thing that brings us all together is our common humanity. Now more than ever, teams must come together and work together to solve big challenges. And Trello is here to help. Trello, part of Atlassian's collaborative suite, is an app with an easy-to-understand visual format plus tons of features that make working with your team functional and just plain fun. Teams of all shapes and sizes and companies like Google, Fender, and even Costco all use Trello to collaborate and get work done. With Trello, you can work with your team wherever you are, whether it's at home or in an office. No matter what device you're using, computer, tablet, or phone, Trello syncs across all of them, so you can stay up to date on all the things your team cares about. Keep your workflow going from wherever you are with Trello. Try Trello for free and learn more at Trello.com. That's T-R-E-L-L-O dot com. Trello.com. Welcome to the Bravo Clubhouse for the podcast edition of Watch What Happens Live with me, Andy Cohen. You know I love journalists, right? Well, tonight... It's a bonanza. Katie Couric and Geraldo Rivera. I have to ask Katie about what she said on my show in 2012 about Matt Lauer pinching her ass. I don't think she really wants to talk about it, but daddy's got to ask. Because the minute that Matt Lauer thing broke, she was trending because TMZ posted a clip of her on Watch What Happens Live saying, I thought it was a joke that Matt used to pinch her ass. It may not have been a joke. We're going to find out in the clubhouse in a sec. Her reporting deserves all the blue ribbons, and he lost Celebrity Apprentice to Lisa Gibbons. It's Watch What Happens Live with Katie Couric and Geraldo Rivera now. What happens live? I'm Andy Cohen in the Bravo Clubhouse with two people who are kind of newsy, and we're about to get kind of boozy. Do you sometimes feel like America has turned inside out lately? Me too, and that's why I'm so glad our Nat Geo series, America Inside Out, with Katie Couric, is here to set us all straight on some things. Please welcome back our friend Katie Couric. We love to open the vault live on television, but we learned an important lesson from him. Always make sure there's something in it. Uh, Geraldo Rivera's new book, The Geraldo Show, a memoir, is out now, and it's quite gripping. Hey, Geraldo Rivera. Great to see you. Congratulations on the book. You know what? I'm so happy this guy's here. It is a long time coming. Over at the bar, you know, I love a guy who's kind of extra, and he's made a career out of it from Extra Extra. It's AJ Calloway. Great to see you, AJ. AJ, I mean, I'm assuming you've interviewed these guys 10,000 times. A lot of times. I feel like AJ is the one who really knows where the bodies are buried in New York City. You know what I mean? And he's so cute. When he approaches you on the red carpet, how can you resist Always talking the to best him? energy right? of anybody. Yes. Let's get started. I want to say I love seeing you on the opening ceremonies. That was so fun. And I love your jumpsuit. Stand Thank up. You. This is a uh, jumpsuits are welcome here. Very good. And, um, you know, Katie, Katie's uh, husband, Jay, and Geraldo 
We're great buddies. That's right. Is that my, right? That my late husband <coughs> used to go on Geraldo's show all the time and, and talk and about OJ. And wow. the, that's how and long ago it was. And he became my substitute host. On, oh, is that on right? Fridays. He wow. did every Friday. Did he have aspirations to be kind of a host or on television? Yeah, you know, I think he really enjoyed, he was a lawyer, and yeah. I think he really enjoyed sort of talking about legal issues and all these big cases. And he was really good at it. He was incredibly smart and. Yeah. Very insightful and very original in his thinking and his perspective on these cases, don't you think, Geraldo? He was definitely one of the brightest attorneys I ever worked with. And he was charismatic in his own quiet way. Uh, right turn alert tonight on the Beverly Hills Housewives reunion. Uh, Camille Grammer dropped by with our newest addition for the clubhouse, a ball gag. We kept it. This is going on the shelf, guys. Thanks, Camille. I'm going to use it on my guests, not these two. You all have a lot of questions for Katie and Geraldo, but before we get to those, here's what three things I'm obsessed with tonight. First, from her historic bombshell interview with Sarah Palin to the fact that she once graciously turned down a date with Michael Jackson, one thing is clear, Katie Couric always knows what to say. Here's what Katie Katie, I'm going to give you some folks you've not had a chance to sit down with yet. You tell us how you would kick the kick off a chat with them. Let's see how many conversation starters you can come up with in 60 seconds. Here oh, we God. go. Okay. First thing you would say to Kim Kardashian. You ever want to take away Kanye's phone? Uh, <laughs> what about James Comey? Uh, are, do you, are you worried your reputation has been damaged by all these book interviews? Uh, Kanye West. Uh, are there any specific policies or positions of Donald Trump's that make you uncomfortable? Interesting. Michelle Wolf. Uh, what did it feel like being in that room as people were awkwardly silent during some of your jokes? Meghan Markle. What do you guys do out on a double date with William and Kate? <laughs> and does the collar match the cuffs? <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry. That's your uh, question, Andy. Yeah. Um, Jeff's another reason why Prince Harry will never do this show. <laughs> uh, Jeff Sessions. Oh, have you seen Kate McKinnon's impersonation of you? Yes, uh, Amorosa. Oh, what are you doing these days? Tanya Harding. Uh, would you ever have lunch with Nancy Kerrigan? Ooh, I like it. All right, well done. Thank you very much, Katie Kerrigan. Second, Geraldo Rivera has also interrogated some fascinating subjects, and here's what we need to Gerald know all about him. Geraldo, <laughs> I'll show you someone you've interviewed, and you tell us the first thing that pops into your mind about them. This is why the man's written so many books. He has so many great stories. Charles Manson. Malevolent, evil, I mean, charismatic in a macabre way. Uh, Donald Trump. Tempestuous, uh, Prideful, spontaneous, pride, uh, you know, I said that twice. <laughs> Michael Jackson. <laughs> A thriller, complicated, enormous talent, fragile. Um, the New York City Club Kids featuring RuPaul. This was a show you did on 90s Nightlife. I love this. Flamboyant, New York at night, uh, at its best. Uh, Shatner. <laughs> very cool guy, very cool breeze. Jerry Garcia. This was in 1974. I heard he gave you LSD. He did. He did. <laughs> did you, you do it with it? him? Well, he didn't. I, I was, he had a big joint and we were smoking and I thought that that's what was making me high. Later in his autobiography, he said that he had also dosed me with LSD. So that was, wow. <laughs> so for Jerry Garcia, I would say long, strange trip. <laughs> wow, yes, me too. Uh, how, how was the trip? I was fine. Yeah. Was uh, fine. The hell's, you have, Aldo County, has a big, major consistency. <laughs> Not his first time at the rodeo. Uh, hell's Angels members. This was 1974. Uh, scary, 
Do not trespass, uh, you know, real deal. Last up, John Lennon and Yoko Ono. Crusaders, lovers, wonderful. Thank you very much. Wow, fun. Finally, while everyone in the world won't shut up about the heroes in Avengers Infinity War, the, this news nerd has been fantasizing about what it would be like to assemble a team of super reporters. Here's what Katie and Geraldo, I'm going to show you some journalists, and together you agree on who you would hire to form one doozy of a news crew. Who would you rather share a post-show drink with, Kathy Lee or Hoda? Well, oh, that's so hard. Really? It's just a drink. It's okay, a drink. Uh, Hoda, because I know her well. Kathy Lee, because I've known her long. Okay, you two have to agree, guys. Oh, we do? Yeah. Oh. Well, then I'll, I'll, I'll have a drink okay. with Kathy Lee. All right. Who would you prefer to hear bad news from, Rather or Cooper? Cooper. Okay. <laughs> I'll go with I'll Okay. Go with. Whose voice would you rather wake up to in the morning, Savannah or Willie? Well, as a woman, I'd prefer Willie. And, and as a and woman, you prefer. As a woman, I'd like to wake up to Willie's voice versus. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And I, I take the other side of the aisle. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're having a hard time creating this anchor team. You guys do yeah. what you will in the, okay. in the control room. Who would you trust to do a retrospective on your life, Walters or Sawyer? Oh. I had a crush on Barbara Walters for decades. You did? I did, yeah. Yeah, I think because Barbara has done so many of them through the years, I'd say Barbara too. Whose view means, brings you the most comic relief, Whoopi or Joy? Oh, God. I have to say Whoopi. What do you think? I love Whoopi. Okay. Who would you choose to break the news of an incoming weather disaster, Roker or Champion? Well, for me, Al. You're an Al lady. Who would you rather watch interview your favorite celebrity, Vieira or Megan or Megan Kelly? God, these are so hard. Are they? I, but I they're guess. they're innocuous. It but doesn't yeah. mean. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I feel like, I mean, I like them both. So it what do you think? It will come back to haunt us. It will. Uh, that's a hard one. I'd say Megan just because she's more active right now. Okay, there's your dream team, everybody. But it doesn't mean anything. Um, Katie, I gotta ask you. Um, and it, you, you've already spoken about it ad nauseum, but I, I have to ask, it was, um, it's been on my mind because the day the Matt Lauer thing broke, you started trending on Twitter I immediately know. because a clip surfaced of you on Watch What Happens Live from 2012. I, right? I plead the fifth with you, which Geraldo's gonna play in a minute. And I said to you, what's Matt Lauer's most annoying habit? You said he used to pinch me on the ass. I laughed thinking you were joking. I was joking. Were you joking? I was joking. Okay. It was a total joke. In fact, when that started circulating, Andy, I was like, oh my God, I was on Watch What Happens Live. Yeah. I was, and, and it was so antithetical to the nature of our relationship. I thought it would be funny. Right. Because it was so weird. Well, I laughed too, and then people got on me for, oh, and look at him. No, no, no. White it was privilege, a, it was laughing. A, it was totally a joke. Right. It was totally a joke. It was joke. A totally a joke. But I was really sorry I had made that joke. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you were. Yeah. I mean, that was, yes. And because now you people, can't mis joke people misconstrued right. it. Yes, and, they certainly yeah. did. And, yeah. and now to have any kind of off color humor like that. Yeah. Totally. You get banished. Geraldo, yeah. you are one of 46 people that the president follows on Twitter, which is pretty really? amazing. Yes. Do, how often do you, so you speak? Have to be careful I then? love what you say in your book about him. You're very, you're, you, you really like him as a friend and he's been a good friend to you, but you don't parse any words about things that he's done to piss you off and what you think are his faults. What are your conversations with him like from the White House when you speak on the phone? They, they are, very frank. He's often calling because he has seen something that he wants to comment on. But my relationship with him is, is complex in the sense that, like my wife, 
she can't separate his policies from the person. I can, because I've known him for so long, over right. 40 years. And, and to me, he's, he's a pal, even though I'm pro-gun control and pro-choice and pro-immigration reform, and he's not any of those things. I cut him some slack because he is my friend. And because I know that he's always been nice to me. When he's ranting from the White House, are you, do you try to talk him down? Well, when he called Fox and Friends for 35 minutes last week, yeah. I, I, I wanted you know to be able to put the call, call on pause there for yes. a while and let him catch his breath. Right. But I, a little I, I think he's getting himself in, in you know, uh, painting himself in corners. Do you there. give him advice, though, and tell him maybe tweet less and talk less? Well. <laughs> If I could do a public service for America, I would be his tweet editor. That would, would be, be wonderful. I, really I would love that. Okay, let's go to the phone. Stephanie from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. What's your question? Hi, Andy. Love you. Love the show. Thanks. Um, my question's for Geraldo. I was wondering, even though she was on the season before you on The Apprentice, how surprised were you by the Don Jr. and Aubrey O'Day affair rumors? And did any of that trickle down to your season? I was uh, I was surprised. I was saddened by it. I mean, with the five children and all that, I I think that uh, you know when marriages break up, often there are the kids are the uh, are the victims, the unintended victims. I so I, I was surprised. There was very little hanky panky during my season, you know. Uh, and I didn't even get fired by Donald Trump. He he refused to say to me because we were friends for so long that I was fired. So instead, he said to Lisa Gibbons, "You're higher." Higher. Oh wow! Yeah. So it was That's very nice. very gracious of him. Uh, let's go to Betsy from Arizona. Hey, Betsy, what's your question? Hi, Andy. Uh, my question's actually for both Katie and Geraldo. Okay. I wanted to know what did you think of Michelle Wolf's monologue at the White House Correspondents' Dinner, <clears throat> and do you think that the president should have attended? I wish the president had attended because for so many years it's been sort of a tradition for the president to be there. I don't know. I thought I thought some of her jokes were funny and some of them really fell flat and some of them felt a little uh, mean-spirited. In the rearview mirror, do you think it was worse than what Colbert said right in front of George W. Bush? Right, and what Ima said in front of Bill Clinton. Right, that I mean, was, there were yes. some brutal things in the past. Yeah, I was, I was there for Colbert and, yep. and President Bush, was and I was also there for Seth Meyers, who went after Donald Trump. Uh -huh. And I maintain that that was the night Donald Trump yeah. decided he was going to run for president in 2011 because the, the cuts were so vicious. And, it, yeah. it, you know, uh, Michelle Wolf's also, it, at a point, they weren't funny anymore. You know, Sarah Sanders, you know, you, is a nice person. You may disagree with her politics, but to savage her that way. I don't know. Just It wasn't funny to me. Uh, let's go to Mary from Arizona. Hey, Mary, what's your question? Hey, my question's for Katie. Okay. How do you think um, Hoda and Savannah have been doing on today's show? And what do you think about this new era of journalism with the female-led cast? I think it's fantastic. Um, I think this idea that there has to be sort of a quote-unquote nuclear family with the father and the mother and the crazy uncle or whatever doing the weather, right. it's just, you know, it's kind of a, a, a thing of the past. And I think they're doing a wonderful job under very difficult, difficult circumstances, and they handled uh, the transition, I think, beautifully. Uh, Geraldo, Martha R. wants to know uh, your thoughts about Amorosa spilling White House secrets on Celebrity Big Brother. Amorosa is a force of nature, and uh, President Trump had to know what he was getting into because he had her on three seasons. Yeah. So when he brought her into the White House, it's, it, I think of all of the stunning messages 
to suggest him that business is different, or show business is different than the White House. That's... Amorosa was the personification yes. of, uh, you know, hey, the old rules don't apply anymore, and this crazy lady is going to bring me down. Let's go to Kirsten from Oklahoma. Hey, Kirsten, what's your question? Hello there, Andy. I just have to tell you, I absolutely love you, and talking to you makes my day. Thank you. So, <laughs> you're welcome. What's your question? <laughs> question is for you, Geraldo. So you always seem to have Trump's back, even though you are opposed to many of his ideals. Is there anything he could do for you to completely write him off? Well, I came close when he made fun of the disabled New York Times reporter because that, that's my big uh, crusade through life has been to help the developmentally disabled. And I thought mocking the disabled reporter was a, was a bridge too far. You were not happy about his alleged remarks about uh, Haiti as well, I remember. I, I didn't like yeah. that. The whole, uh, uh, you know, whole thing was... Like, right. You know, it, I was in the hospital getting back surgery and my nurse was from Kenya, and I wrote, I wrote the president immediately, and I said how he had hurt her feelings by saying that. Did he uh, respond? Uh, he, he has not responded to that particular message. Right. I don't think he's going to. It's game time. <laughs> Geraldo's looking pretty comfortable, but I'm afraid he's about to hate that chair more than the one that was thrown the day your nose got broken on TV, because Geraldo Rivera, the time has come for you to plead the fifth. I have three questions. You may plead the fifth to only one. Geraldo Rivera, who is the dumbest celebrity or public figure you've ever interviewed? Dumbest celebrity. Uh, I, I plead the fifth. Uh, name one topic that, looking back, you were embarrassed to have covered on your daytime talk show. Men in lace panties and the women who love them. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> regarding uh, President Trump, you yourself have spoken uh, about personal infidelities that you've had. From what you know about him and his marriage, do you believe Stormy Daniels and the other cheating rumors? I think there's no corroborating. Me Too has made me want to believe every complainant, every person who makes a, an allegation. But with Stormy Daniels, I don't see any corroborating evidence other than the fact that they were together. I mean, I mean, all the relationships I had, you always have photographs, you always have text messages, you always have some. Well, there are photo. There is a photograph. Well, I mean, at, at, at the celebrity when he was with the other Playboy right. model. What about the other woman who said she had a year? Karen, and a half the, of, pl yeah. the, the playmate. Yeah, uh, she was allegedly at the same golf tournament as Stormy Daniels. So either he was very busy, the president, or right. You know, I, I think that broad strokes. He has evolved as a person. He came, as I did, from the Mad Men era, and I yeah. think he's evolved as a person. Why doesn't Melania want to hold his hand? <laughs> I don't want to get between them, whatever it is. Uh, I, I think there is meaning in every one of those gestures. Thank you very much for playing, Geraldo. Over at the bar, it's my friend from Extra, AJ Calloway. Great to see you, AJ. The new show looks great. I know oh, you put thanks. so much work into it, I and it's did. so cool that you're talking to people from all over, uh, different points of view, it, which is what we need right now. Well, you know, I spent eight months traveling all over the country because I realized that there's so many talking heads and pundits, and the news cycle is so fast and furious that people have opinions and are, you know, forming these judgments and, and kind of instantaneous reaction without yeah. having the information to and back them up. So, you know, this whole thing happened in Charlottesville in August with that terrible Unite the Right rally, but nobody sort of understood the broader issue of Confederate monuments. People need to have more information so they can have an informed 
formed opinion. Absolutely. You know? On that note, it's time for my mazel of the day, and it goes to these <laughs> alluring boudoir photos that New Jersey housewife Danielle Staub had taken for her 20th fiance and also provided to People Magazine. Tonight's shackle oh goes God. to the news that baby you? Prince uh, Lewis's or Louis's birth certificate was released today, and they made Prince William and Princess Kate put down their occupations. <laughs> I love it. From now on, this is how I'm going to fill out all official documentation. <laughs> yeah, I'm the king of late night fun. I want to thank Katie, Geraldo, and AJ. It's the After Show with Katie Couric from America Inside Out with Katie Couric on Nat Geo Wednesdays at 10 Central. Geraldo's book is called The Geraldo Show, a memoir out now. And AJ Calloway, you can see him every night on Extra Weekdays. Check your local listings. Great to see you. AJ, you look so lean and mean. Oh, thank you. You look good. The bartender doesn't get to talk. The bar, you know what? It's like uh, they, they stand over there and they get a little drunk and we then drink. we say hi. We drink. Yeah, it's drink over here. <laughs> Geraldo, uh, you look so good. Have you had work done? No. <laughs> you know, I had my nose broken. I remember that. So as, as the doctor was putting it, Smith is name, from the east side, James Smith, as, as he was putting my nose back together, I said, why don't you shave a little bit of that? <laughs> Shave, is that is that it? But you haven't like had your neck done or anything no. like that. Wow, you look good. Yeah, yeah. I was seventy five years old. I've never done. Wow. I've never done anything. Wait, did you have? You're seventy five. Almost. Holy crap. That's crazy. Wait, did you have fat from your ass put yeah. in your face? Yeah, right now. Wow, really? Yeah. Huh. Joan Rivers instigated it. Oh, that's so funny. Joan was begging me to get Botox for years. It was probably the last thing she said to me, get Botox. She was begging me for years and years. I haven't, but I've been thinking about know. it. No, you look great. No? Don't yeah. do anything. I feel like all the other guys on Late Night have a really? little pop pop. No, you look great. So. You look so cute. And don't you love Andy's khaki suit? Uh, <laughs> I told Andy. Isn't it I don't know. Early I just, in the no, no, I don't think so. I, I think May think so. is fine. Yeah. I think May is fine, Geraldo. And it's <laughs> it's going to be like 80 degrees today. Yes. So. Um, let's, it's winter until May. <laughs> let's go back to the phones. Caller, what's your name and from where are you calling? Hi, Andy. Uh, this is Karen from Columbus. Hey, Karen, what's your question? I've got a question for Katie. Okay. Um, hi, Katie. Hi. Uh, can you name an interview you've done in which, after it ended, you regretted not asking that one question? I feel like that after every interview. Uh, do you? Know? Yeah. But you well, always, I always ask the questions. I know, but I always second-guess myself and think, oh, why didn't I do this? Why didn't I do that? I'm always sort of into self-flagellation. But, um, gosh, I don't know. I think I've, I've really always tried to be super prepared for my interviews, sometimes I run out of time. But what, what's the interview you were the most nervous for? I'll ask you this too. The most. Whenever thinking... you interview a president, uh -huh. I think that's very, very nerve wracking. I was very interviewed for, and very nervous for Yasser Arafat, uh -huh. uh, because of course I had to have a lot of background. You know, you have to be sort of such a, uh, you have to be such a quick study, and yeah. you have to learn so much when you're interviewing these world figures or presidents. Um, the scope is so broad that it's very anxiety-producing, I think. Don't Interview you know? you've been the most kind of nervous for or... Well, Manson in a, in a way because he was so... Uh, unpredictable, right? Uh, yeah, uh, unpredictable, I mean, but also he had such evil. He said, in fact, that if he didn't like the way the interview turned out, he was going to have my head handed to my wife, uh, my dismembered head, uh, wow. decapitated head, rather. Uh, I would say that 
Going back to the other question of the uh, questions left unasked. Yeah. Uh, with Michael Jackson, I had him just before the Santa Barbara trial, which I, I instantly think that he was innocent of that particular charge. Was that for 2020? 2005, yeah. Okay. No, 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 that was for Fox News. Okay. 2020 was in another yeah. life. Uh, and I didn't ask him if he did it. And I, I, I always wanted, you know, to go back and have a do-over. Why didn't you? Well, it, Tom Ezro, his lawyer, had lectured me. He's going on trial. You've got to go easy. You know, uh, don't. Also, ask by the way, if, if you had asked him, you know, I mean, he was going to say no. I didn't do it. And he had a prepared answer. I knew, I knew that. But because I knew also that the circumstances of the charge were so funky. I mean, remember he had the civil settlement that Oprah led to 1993. This is 2005. The 2005 complainant had the same lawyer, the same psychologist. Right. It was just a put-up job. And I thought that he was really being framed. But I, I didn't ask him. I never... I always wanted to hear his answer. Back to the phones. Caller, what's your name and from where are you calling? Hey, this is Carla from Cincinnati. Hey, Carla, what's your question? Hey, my question is for the legend, Geraldo. Ah. Uh, I want to know, what was your relationship like with John Lennon, and are you still in touch with Yoko Ono today? Uh, yes, I am still in touch with Yoko. John was a wonderful, wonderful person. He was, a, he was you know, one of the first celebrities I ever interviewed. Met him in 1971, shortly after the Beatles had broken up. He and Yoko were living in Greenwich Village. I did, in January of 1972, my, my uh, expose of the institutions for the mentally retarded, the population now described as developmentally disabled, and they watched it. Then they said they want to do something. So John and Yoko then did a benefit concert for me wow. to deinstitutionalize the care wow. of the uh, developmentally disabled. And he was just a wonderful guy. And I, uh, one of the saddest nights of my career was when they, I got the call from uh, Ted Koppel to come report that John Lennon had been... Wow, Koppel called, Koppel called yeah. you for that. Wow. Uh, AJ, who's your favorite interview? Favorite interview of all time? Uh, Muhammad Ali. Wow, I see why. Back to the phones, caller, which, oh, did you read the Jan Wenner book? I didn't. The book about Jan Wenner? Oh, no. You need to. Right. Uh, back to the phones, caller, what's your name and from where are you calling? Chantrell from New Orleans. Hey, what's your question? I love you, Andy. My question is for Katie. Okay. On your new show, what was the most eye-opening thing you learned about people whose politics you may not agree with? Well, that... You know, they're trying to do what's best for them and their families. And they felt, you know, that the way they voted was serving their best interests. And that, you know, I, I think that the country has become so polari polarized and there's so much vitriol and rancor in the, the discourse um, that I think that if we just sat down and talked to each other, I had the most phenomenal experience in Johnstown, Pennsylvania. I was with these EMS workers and I, as I gave them a couple of hot button issues. I asked them about Colin Kaepernick and about Black Lives Matter. And they answered in a way I thought they would. They really disapproved of Colin Kaepernick and they thought, they said all lives matter. And then a, an African-American EMS worker walked in, sat down and explained kind of what he thought about Black Lives Matter. And as, as a young man, he saw, you know, heard about people getting lynched for looking at a white woman the wrong way. And he was so measured and so 
compassionate in his answer, they all said, wow, we never thought of it that way. Wow. That makes us think about things so differently. And it made me realize if we all just sat down and actually approached these topics and talked to each other and had empathy for different points of view, we could make so much more progress. And one of the guys said, you know, Carlos, we never talked to you about this because we didn't want you to feel uncomfortable. And I think if we are in a situation where we have some grace and some, some compassion for different points of view and actually listen to people, we would be so much better off in I this don't country. think, uh, I agree. I mean, I would argue that, that social media and cable news don't help the matter. No. They, they certainly don't help, but one of the things I've learned about life working at Fox for the last 17, 18 years is that, I, I, I said during your program that uh, I'm pro-choice and right. uh, you know, pro-immigration reform and pro-gun control. But what I've learned working at Fox is if you're anti-gun control, if you're anti-abortion, if you're anti-immigrant, uh, it doesn't make you a bad person necessarily. Right. It doesn't make you ignorant. It doesn't make you stupider than I am. It doesn't make you uh, in any way less admirable. It's just that you have a different set of values. Right. I mean, the people at Fox, generally speaking, the management is Irish Catholic. And Irish Catholic people have a different sensibility, I maintain, generally speaking, uh, than uh, the Jewish WASPy people that run the other networks. Right. They, there's liberal and conservative, but it's also racial and religious. Yeah. And they are just as sincere, just as smart. They just don't agree. Believe in the same things. Back to the phones. Last call of the night. Caller, what's your name and from where are you calling? Hi there. I'm, I'm Sarah from New York. And um, my question is for Geraldo. Okay. Um, what was your reaction to Kanye professing his love for the president and all the backlash that followed? Well, I thought that Kanye really was bold to do that, brave uh, to do that. It's, it's, it, it's ironic and bitter, I think, and, and a uh, testament to the divisiveness rancor. that Katie was talking about, the rancor, uh, that you can't be in favor of the president of the United States. You can't, you know, we only get one president at a time. Right. Uh, he succeeds, we succeed. He fails, we fail. Uh, so I think that's what Kanye was saying. He likes his uh, dragon uh, blood and all the rest of it. But I, I think that it, it takes courage for a celebrity to be in favor of a conservative uh, or right-wing president. Yeah, I, I was disappointed that Shania Twain apologized Me for too. saying that she voted for him. It's like, look, it's fine. That's who you voted for. Go for it. I want to thank Katie and Geraldo and AJ for more TikTokOnBattleTV.com. Good night, everybody. Here's a sneak peek of next week's part three of the Beverly Hills reunion. You really had a go at me in your blogs. Because week after week after week. I, I'm sorry, but fair? I agree with Eric here. Going on social media to then tweet, retweet, like things that say fire Teddy, bother me. It sounds phony. Well, oh no, I'm not phony. No, 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 no. Again, I'm being called a liar. It sounds phony to me because you're liking somebody say fire Teddy. And why did I do that? Because your blog was absolutely scathing. It was hard. It was very hard. It and that's was why hard. It was and I was hurt. Comedy. Teddy, that is really more about you than it is me. I'm not pretending I'm free of fault. What they're telling you then how we're all you the same. That's, that's all. Then we're all the same. Yeah. Then, then we treat can all... me the same. I do treat you the same. Okay. I'm rude to everybody. There you go. Join the <laughs> club. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. Hope you enjoyed the show. Remember, new episodes go live Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Make sure you're subscribed. Have a great rest of your night.